Welcome to episode 129 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. From the fabled land of Niftingrad. Niftingrad, where everybody worships the ground of Scott Prime and Kilowagi. And Pete Nifton. That's kind of why Nifton. I didn't. Yeah. More, I more so Pete Nifton than us. Yeah, as I say, I think we've done that one before, but Pete uh, was in the hospital, if anyone was curious, and he is better. He's out. He broke a hip, I think. He broke a hip, and uh, he's at home, and he's healing. He is in some pain, but uh, he is home, so we're very happy for that. Um, I guess he shattered his phone, too, when like, he fell and hurt his hip, so yeah. therefore he was without a phone for a while, so he had to get a new phone and stuff. So he is on the mend, and he'll be dancing in the streets once again. That'll be interesting to see. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, that is Scott Prime. I am Kilowoggy, Steve Campbell. How's it going? Good. Episode 129. That's pretty cool. And I only say that's cool is because like I was thinking about it and like I recalled like an issue of like, I thought it was Avengers. It, it's amazing know, Avengers, Spider-Man. Marvel Comics oh. 129. But it was uh, uh, the Uncanny X-Men 129 which was technically the first appearance of Kitty Pride. So like was it? Yeah. Huh. Wasn't it? At least according to according to the Marvel database. Okay. And I don't I have to just trust that they're right, but I don't know if that's Oh, it's probably person. the character not the super, Yeah, okay. She came in a couple right. of years, issues before she became Yeah, yeah. Right, uh, right, right, right. Isn't Amazing Spider-Man 129 first Punisher? I believe you were right. I did not check that, but for those here, I'll, I'll do that right now. Spider-Man. I guess I should put Amazing just, Spider-Man 129. First Punisher, too. I mean, either way. Let's see here. Let's see if the cover comes up. It's loading. It's loading. Did you watch Hitmonkey? First appearance of Punisher. Nice. No. I, what's Hitmonkey on? It's on Hulu. No, I have not seen it. I, I don't plan to see it myself. I was I, just kind of I know nothing of the character. I forgot that, um, well, welcome to the Marvel podcast. I yeah. forgot that Runaways was a TV show. I remember they had a, sh- is it still a TV show? I don't know. Okay. I, I saw something about it, was- it the other day and I'm like, oh man, I forgot about that. And I actually liked that comic book. Hmm. Right, we'll, okay. We'll stop talking I, about I, more I, comics. I never read that. So it was but, fun. Yeah. New Mutants. I haven't seen New Mutants. The, that movie, I heard a lot of bad things, but I loved the comic. So, um, New Mutants or Runaways? New Mutants. Both? Both, both oh. honestly. Okay. Okay, enough Marvel comics. One last thing. You know what You know what they need? <laughs> what I do know, they need? Power Pack. Power Pack needs to be a TV show. I don't know about live action. They could do animated. It would work great. I am shocked we do not have it with the Disney engine behind it because you could have a silly, one of those silly Disney shows with it. And you could have a serious show on like Disney Plus all the time. And you could have an even younger kid cartoon. Yeah. It seems like a natural, but at the same time, maybe it's, maybe it just feels too 80s. It also has no name power. I guess not. 90% of the people on listening to this are looking up Power Pack right now. Nah, they all know it because they're only old guys who still listen to podcasts. They're not on the YouTubes. That's true. Watching 
Blood Bowl stuff. They're listening to this on their commute because they have jobs. Oh. <laughs> so speaking of jobs, if you heard me recently talk about changing jobs, I changed jobs again. So. Yeah, Steve is like <laughs> a, um, he is like a star player that will just take any hiring that's out there and he'll go from team to team. And yeah. He'll, I mean, he could, wherever you work right now, Steve could be there in a couple weeks. I mean, if they pay me enough. See? But new jobs with a really good company, C.H. Robinson. Um, it's a track, trucking brokerage company, basically. But a lot of stability, a lot of upward mobility. And uh, if I play my cards right, I get to work from home completely. So, got to love nice. that. My job is going well. If we're doing, like, personal updates. No one cares. No one cares? That's oh. fine. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to... I did not talk about it on the last podcast because it was uh, around Christmas time and I didn't want to bring anybody down, but last month, like kind of kicked me in the nuts. Uh, my heat and air went out. So oh, I had yeah. to replace that. Uh, I had four tires go out or where I had to replace all four tires in my car and my dryer went out all in a span of about five weeks and throw in Christmas <laughs> and throw in Christmas. So, uh, you know, nothing like uh, a kick in the balls for about 10 grand to like say, you thought you had life figured out. Mm -hmm. You don't, you don't pal. <laughs> You're just blessed that you wake up every day. And yep. I am. So. So, yeah, I think that's about it for us. <laughs> yeah. Other, other than that, like, honestly, things are going really well. So. Yeah. Um, your, I guess the family, both sides of it, Jen and your own kids contracted a disease that shall not be named recently. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Let, let's talk about actually what we're going to talk about that's today. What, that's why I'm leading it into it. Oh, I got you. All right. So first up, what we're going to talk about is you're listening to this podcast and you're going, "What? these guys are late and they're talking about Marvel stuff. Well, the reason this is late is kind of like on purpose because we can't talk about what we're about to talk about until today, Saturday, when this releases, mm -hmm. which we were talking about the Spiky Presents 2021 Blood Bowl Season two, uh, the almanac. Yeah, we got that a while back, and everyone was still talking about, is that going to come out? Are they going to do one this year? And we're yeah. like, uh, yeah, uh, we can't say so, but yeah, sure is. <laughs> yeah, we think it's going to happen. We have full faith in that. So mm -hmm. we are going to talk about that on the first segment. And then for the second segment, I will talk furthermore about the disease known as COVID and our journeys to texas to play in a blood bowl tournament they yes. are related yes they are related and yes we we traveled out of the state to play a tournament it's already been a good 2022 and then finally we're going to talk about our the blood bowl league season eight of the store league that's uh raring to go and just kicked off just kicked off so we got all that to talk about it's actually a very blood bowl packed episode where we tr need to try not to get on any tangents for the rest of the night so we can get through everything we want to talk about and if you're ready to go steve i'm ready for a short break and then i'm ready to go sounds good let's go uh, all right we're back and we are indeed talking about the new almanac that is up for pre-order right now i assume it comes in next week if i remember correctly yeah, that's usually how it goes. Usually they have the pre-order, and then like the next week, the stores start getting stuff like that. Oh, so. did we get? Did the store get the snotling dice? 
You mean the Nurgle dice? Nurgle dice. Yeah, whatever dice. Or do you mean the Goblin dice? Uh, I don't. Whichever ones I don't have, I don't know. Did you pick up the go- Goblin dice that were in my living room? No. <laughs> okay, so you still have a copy of Dungeon Bowl over here. Yeah, and you still have a copy of your Goblin dice. Okay. So yeah, I, anyways, that has nothing to do with this segment, but I just remember that that was the last thing that came out was the I will Nurgle check dice. the store for the Nurgle dice. I think that should be out any time now. If not, they're already out. I think it already so. was. I think we just didn't get them. Okay, I will double check on that okay. as we uh, continue. But let's talk about a good fluffy thing, which is the Spike Presents 2021 Blood Bowl Almanac. So... As most of you know, all you loyal people who buy the magazine that comes out every, you know, quarterly whatever. or whatever, <laughs> a lot of that is reprinted in here. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to rehash. All of it. I mean, those three, it's three spikes that are in there, right? Right. The Bretonians, the... It's Bretonians, it's uh, it's Necro. Not Bretonians, Imperial Nobility. That's why it's yeah. throwing me off. <laughs> yeah, so it's, yeah, it's Necro. It's nobility and the the black orcs, and then it's also the um, corn stuff, mm-hmm. all in one all in one place, which is really nice. And I know it sounded like I was being snarky by saying that the people who bought it up front and now everybody gets to buy it later. I would not have waited, even knowing that I had like three or four months just to wait and get it all. So no, there's no, no way I do that. I, I actually really enjoy these for the most part. There's times that I wish they were maybe fleshed out more, but I really, really love the fluff side of this stuff. I, I assume this is the same feeling that people get like D and D people get when a new mm-hmm. source book comes out and they just pour over it and they just want to talk about it and go, Oh, do you know, these guys hang out in these mountains and <laughs> blah, 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 blah. That's how I get with these things. Yeah, so, of course. What we're going to talk about today is like, is this worth buying if you already have the magazines? And well, it does have some new stuff. You want to get into that? That's exactly what we're going to get into. So the first a hundred and like seventeen pages are all stuff from the the old magazines, and then on page one hundred and eighteen starts the new stuff. Now I'm going to be honest. I don't know if these were actually articles in like a white dwarf because i know occasionally there's a card that comes out in a white dwarf we haven't heard of them so i don't think so yeah so i don't think they are either i think these are new things but i just didn't want to act like i knew and then somebody (laughs) else say hey moron that was in that that white dwarf magazine so first up is all-star games these are some rules that if you wanted to have an all-star game you you can do it. It kind of walks you through like what to do, what not to do. You can even um, and indeed, it's like all existing stars can play, right? Yes, yes, it's all the existing stars. How to draft them, how to treat their injuries. You know, you can remove loner and stuff like this. This was probably the least interesting part mm-hmm. of all this to me. I did read it first, and I can't imagine doing it honestly. I mean. I guess it, you know. You know what kills me, too? This is, I mean, it's just a personal complaint and probably something that I'm just complaining because it's something I want versus something that they should have done. Mm-hmm. This would have been a perfect opportunity for them to print all the stars again, including all the new ones. Uh, yeah. And have um, them all in one place. I I wish we would get that with every one of these almanacs. That'd be a good time. Yeah. To just update the star list and not just add new ones, 
you know, have the old ones at least reprinted yeah. in a small format so you can go back and you have a reference sheet. I totally agree with you here. And just anyways, even just having that in one spot, like I if I want to take a star, I can just take that one book and have everything I need. That would be huge. To- totally agree with you 100 percent Um, we did not get that here. No. So here's the rules for the all-star game. If you want to do that, I again I thought that was the least interesting part. I don't yeah. see myself ever ever wanting to do this and again and then I th- also i say again but didn't bring it up before we being the role-playing type of people we are we don't care about the stars that much you know they're interesting and i like the fluff behind them but i don't want to run a whole game using people i don't care about the one-off all-star game just doesn't sound that interesting to me and really uh we're going getting into page uh, 124 here this is uh, optional league rules for long-term contracts for star players. And I thought I would not give a crap about this either. And the more and more I read about it, I'm not saying I want to do it, <laughs> but I'm not saying I would turn down if I had a, maybe an opportunity to try it for a short league, meaning yeah. like, you know, six games or less type deal. But uh, these are optional rules where you can, uh, you have a team and you basically can draft out, you know, like name of the hat or something. You can draft out star players that fit your team. And um, if you're, if there's none left that fit your team, you can draft anything. So in some ways it'd be kind of good if all the characters were gone and you get to permanently put these on your roster for a season. And then after like your league is over, whoever was last place gets to pick first the next season and so on and so on. See, they I think the... that's an interesting idea, but again, I don't want to use existing stars. Like, if we took that idea and created some, or even took the same ones and just renamed them, I'd be cool with that. But it I don't is, like it, the idea of, you know, Morgenthorg being on someone's team. Here, here's where I only differ with you. I As I read this, at first I was like, this is dumb. I don't want to read this. Mm-hmm. And then as I read it, I was thinking about all the models you have painted, mm-hmm. all the models I have painted of, you know, we had an extra model or we we bought a star player model to represent yeah. this character in case we ever play it. I did think about how cool it would be to have a whole league where everybody, all those models get used for once. I mean, like, hell. But we could I'm, still I, use I, them and just give them a different name. It could still be a morgue model. But it could be I agree. Trogodon or something. Right. I'm not saying I would do it. I'm just saying it actually piqued my interest. Of if, Like I said, if we had some downtime and we agreed, like, hey, for the next yeah. two months, we're going to play six games. Let's give this a try. I think I would be down to do this. And then I'd be bitching and moaning when I don't get one of those elite stars. <laughs> I think this is probably something we could probably bring up in the last segment when we talk about the league. Because sure. we could talk about how it might be easier now that we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, they have their own injuries. So if they got like a miss next game, they would still miss the next game. But if they were dead, they would just miss one game and come back. So yeah. there's like special rules for them. If you did get them for, let's say you uh, had Zug for some reason on a um, halfling team mm-hmm. and you happen to draft Zug again the next year, his loner would actually fall off which I found was interesting. So yeah, you know, because that... he gets used to hanging out with the team. So I guess from that fluff standpoint, that might have been the part where they kind of started to sell me on it because I thought, Oh, they'll be here for a long time. 
and, and there's a little bit of second edition scott in me that remembers getting the star player book oh all these guys have all these star players yeah. and then you're like here's reekland's six star players here's the gout size six star players and two games into the season you go well, that star player's dead because of <laughs> Mighty Blow 3 or something like that. So No, and you know, you're right. I come from a time after that where star players were just these people you would induce, period. Right. So, so it is a difference in there. And like I said, I mean, it just it's odd to me, but I'd be cool if we just renamed them. I got you. Because um, even then, it's like, because we talked about that before. We used to do that, too, in the old home league. You know, people would hit the 150, was it 150 or 175? It was 175. Uh, yeah. The superstar status or whatever. And once they hit it, they could finish off the season. But after that, they became a star player. And we could induce them. I don't think it happened too often. No, but Alan had a, a vampire that became a star player. Yeah. Stuff, and that was really unique. So I think we only had one character that actually that happened to. No, we had uh, oh. Sears... Uh, action jackson did and his vampire you're right you're right you're right yeah. i forgot about sears and action jackson near the end of the of the league mm-hmm. so. it was at the very end but yeah. alan definitely got there first and his guy was a beast yeah he he was a, a mean vampire um so that goes through that then on page 130 we have the star player spotlight uh this one is with uh barrick farblast the uh, bazooka guy, mm-hmm. the dwarf bazooka guy. Um, they kind of retconned a lot of his, you know, backstory, which second edition one really didn't have much backstory except like his star player card. Yeah, had the dwarf warhammerers as his like home team, and he's not that way at all. They don't even mention them in here at all. He, they mention him as being with the grudge bearers and helping them to a blood bowl championship and stuff like that. So he has been kind of retconned. And at the same time where I wish there was always throwbacks to second edition, I'm okay with it not being there. It didn't bug me as much as I thought. Uh, Like at first I thought it was really going to bug me, but it really didn't. So I get that they kind of got to update things because some ideas from 1986, (laughs) they might have a few better ideas, you know, so. Uh, so we have a like a star, star player spotlight with a lot of fluff for a couple pages on him. Then we have on page 132, Creek uh, Russ Gouger, the rampaging rodent, or the verminator as they called him, I believe, in 2016 rules. Um, it's funny that he's not mentioned on the star player spotlight page as the verminator, and yet in the fluff he is. So yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Um, they also at one point. And I don't remember this in the past, them calling him this, but they said, and here it is, with each triumphant return to the pitch, Creek's popularity soars, and teams from across the Underworld League line up to sign the illustrious Rat Ogre for a one-game deal. I could be wrong, but I don't remember this character being a Rat Ogre in the past. I thought he was always just a cyborg rat guy because he had the ball and chain, but that might just mean that I thought that because he had the ball and chain skill and we used to have, what was the character that used to have the ball and chain fungus? No, he was a rat character and I have a model for him. Fez glitch. Fez glitch. So I mean, I might, yeah, we have that really cool model. Yeah. I might have had those kind of like meld together in my own brain and created like 
this guy must be a replacement for Fez glitch. So he's just a scaven with a, a ball and chain, but he's cybernetic. I, I always thought he was a rat ogre, but okay. I mean, well, then it just because just he's bigger, mistake. you know. Well, he's definitely a cybernetic rat ogre with the ball and chain skill. So, and I'm really fine with that because sometimes you just need to get a skill that works the way you want it to. And if you want him to be a crazy maniac, yep. uh, nothing says crazy maniac than ball and chain hitting over and over again versus him blitzing once per turn. So yeah, I'm perfectly sure. fine with that. Um, throughout all this fluff, there's some great little, you know, I love it when they put extra like team names in here, like the Cragmire Critters or the Copperhold Cannons, like for a dwarf team. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, there's some good little fluffy things in here. I mean, it's funny, you read this like initial story, and this is kind of how it is on all of these. Um, and I found that, you know, throughout the years of reading all these spikes, I think it's interesting because you read like the story of the character and then career highlights is pretty much just sentences plucked out of that the same thing. <laughs> yeah, that's annoying. Um, but at the same time, I get it. I mean, otherwise they're doubling the fluff and they probably don't really want to pay somebody to mm-hmm. spend even more extra time on that. So whatever, it works. Uh, then we go to Fungus the Loon. And um, I say he's from the Green Boys, was 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 his original team um fungus is like he's a druggie he's hopped up on mushrooms that's why he's crazy and just yeah. spins around and does everything not Everyone that one loves their drugs yeah not that i remember anything else on you know fungus loon from previous editions besides he had the ball and chain um but it, it goes through you know his little bit backstory and all these things so uh he was like a cook or whatever mm-hmm. cooked mushrooms and they saw him go crazy one day and here you go so anyways fungus the loon for a couple pages and then we have bomber dribble snot which i really 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 enjoyed like his kind of backstory he was uh he was part of the goblin circus and <laughs> he uh accidentally had too much they put too much uh, gunpowder in one of the cannons and he <laughs> flew over where he this target and he flew onto a blood bowl pitch and knocked the guy down with the ball and therefore became kind of a, a celebrity and then they started just letting him play and, you know, they signed him to a deal and he carried bombs around and stuff like that. So I think that was a kind of clever way to get bomber dribbles, not, you know, into the fluff and yeah. stuff. Uh, but this is a team that like just kind of shocked me and it shouldn't shock me because it's their property, but like the mayhem Nashers spell with a G Nashers yeah. um, as a blood bowl team. I just never heard. I figured we'd get something that we've maybe heard of, like somewhere along the lines, you know, low down rats, something like yeah, that. But the fact they just made, made up one. Yeah, they just made up one, and th- they do. What is it where you have B and B? You know, like the Badlands alliteration. Movies. Yeah, alliteration. All right, this one doesn't have that, so that kind of shocked me too. <laughs> yeah, it's probably I mean, it, someone it, in the office's team. It really might be, and that's perfectly fine because I don't need all of them to have that alliteration. Which, if anyone's listening and would like to confirm that, please contact us. Yeah, we'll have you on. Like in the opening paragraph, it talks about the Altidorf Alkalites, which we've heard before in the past. So, just the fact that the Mayhem Nashers are in there, I think, is different and still cool. So, but is it uh, both down approved? Um, yeah. I mean, it's in their book, so it almost has to be. That's, now, there's hey, some things come on. I that don't is like. not how you. That's not how you do it. 
Um, I'm going up. to assume they have a backstory here, but I don't know. You so it's not a hundred percent bet both down approved, mm-hmm. but I'm willing to listen to hear how it's supposed to be role played out. Oh yeah. But it is, I was happy that it was different because we have yeah. so much alliteration in all these things. Like, a, you know, the copper hold cannons was one of them what I talked about and stuff like that. Uh, they bring up the gouge die, which I love, you know, when they talk about old second edition teams and stuff like that. So there's that. Then on page 138, um, they have rules for multiple player dungeon bowl, which I am glad to see is in the blood bowl book since they are sister games or cousin yeah. games. Um, but it's realistically what they're telling you is, Hey, go buy two packs. <laughs> yeah. Get, have two friends come over and play some dungeon bowl. Now what, what they don't tell you beyond that turn order, every turn, everybody rolls and you have like an initiative. So it's possible that I could go last one turn and we roll for initiative mm-hmm. and I go first the next turn. And that's just how it is. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm just, I'm, yeah. You probably have to do that though, to just give the game some type of ebbs and flows to make it end. I can't imagine doing four player that and how long you have to wait in between turns, let alone possibly getting skipped three or four times. I think this would be definitely a game where you're like, you have maybe a baseball game in the background or a football game and you like to drink beer or sample your homemade brews. I I could see Jeffro playing this all day long. Yeah. Because he could just talk and hang out and move some players around. I do think it'd be better with a couple of balls versus one ball. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, it might be worth trying at some point. I would actually like to play some more Dungeon Bowl, to be honest with you. Um, I want to play it in a league format just because it means more to me than a one-off game. Mm-hmm. But, but anyways, here, there you go. You wanted some um, rules for Dungeon Bowl. Without getting the book, you don't need the PDF. Just buy two things of Dungeon Bowl. Yeah. And um, again, we're not going to release the things separately, so you have to buy the whole set. And we priced it very high, so enjoy that. Right. Um, page 146 has red cards and rule keepers, and these are referee rules. And they just go through how you could have a referee that would be on the pitch and moving around, and mm-hmm. how you could block the line of sight of the ref so you could foul more times. So it if seems you want very to... second edition, if, if I recall correctly. Yes. Okay. Uh, on second edition, you had the ref running around, and if he went into your square, he, he called you out for some reason. Yeah. So he could really F up over a team really easy. But this is a good way if you wanted to use those models that they that come with the blood bowl yeah and um the blood bowl i sounded like i was 80 instead of if it comes with the blood bowl (laughs) your blood bowl 2020 edition comes with two referees and you can use them here i would actually really like to try these referees out yeah i don't think it would really matter but at the same time reading this and the league coming up it made me think like maybe we should try this yeah and that's again something we can talk about in the last segment because we both have thoughts so my favorite part of the book is coming up here and it starts on page 150 and I love this stuff. Love it. Love it. Love it. And I have not cross referenced this, but this is blood bowl roll of honor. It shows you 
Now, traditionally, the Blood Bowl year was just 500 years into the future. So it would be, you know, 25, 22 now. Um, but in Blood Bowl lore, that kind of went out the window with the newest editions of Blood Bowl. They scaled it all the way back. You know, for a long time, we had real Chaos Cup winners. Their team name got into the, like, kind of the fluff side of it when we had the LRB books. Mm-hmm. Um, we no longer have that. We're back down to, you know, the year 2000 or 2500. But they have the Blood Bowl Roll of Honor of all the Blood Bowl winners from Blood Bowl 1 all the way through, you know, the year 2500. So that makes me... If I remember correctly, haven't Super duper happy. Haven't we gotten... Like... This before? Not... Well, partially that before, but also... Haven't we gotten Did You Knows and stuff in the future past 2500? Like team histories and stuff? I thought for sure we had. My old brain wants to say yes, but I don't know if I'm like. Yeah, and I don't care enough to go back and look. That's the problem. Right. I have so many old Blood Bowl magazines and Blood Bowl White Dwarf articles and this and that that I don't know. I swear we did at one point, but I. I don't want to say for sure. Yeah. And I, I have to accept that like Blood Bowl 2020 is a soft reboot. So some yeah. things have probably changed. And Yeah, but I'm, I'm, well, that's true. 2020. As I say, I know more than likely there's people listening to this who are screaming at the radio going or their phone. Like, yeah, of course we just heard this on like 10 podcasts ago. Well, right. It's a long time ago for us and we do not remember what we say. So no, not um, at all. No, you can come talk to me at a tournament and go, remember you said this? And I'll go, I have no idea what you're talking nope, about. Nope, not a clue. I lived <laughs> through it. I know that. Um, but I really wish they'd keep the old n- naming or the uh, year system because we'd have 2525 coming up soon. Yeah, I, yeah. And I, I would get a too. Cleopatra team, like it old, I wanted an Amazon slash Camry team. I can call it Cleopatra 2525. Oh, that's what you want. That sounds terrible. Come on. I wouldn't name it that, but still. I wish they would have. I, I am fine with every time they come out with these one of these almanacs, they just update this. And it could be some team from the, the almanac, you know, like the office league. Yeah. Or just if they wanted to pick a random team from the old, like second edition stuff or whatever their database is. I'm perfectly fine with their their version of the Blood Bowl universe and who they think has won the last thing. I do wish it was up to date. I wish we weren't stagnant with this 2,500 as being like, you know, the final year of Blood Bowl and going forward, but it is what it is. And I'm just happy that we have like a, a consistent list, maybe at least for now of the Blood Bowl winners from 2461 through 2,500. And they even have the 2489 year. That's when that's the gaps between Blood Bowl second edition and third edition, where uh, Nick Threehorn ran away with the uh, Dark Side Cowboy <laughs> cheerleaders, yep. and the season just never finished. So they still have that in there, and so like in my fluff, the Orkland Raiders won that <laughs> Blood Bowl because we played out a whole league. So of course, yeah. Which means in my league or my world, the Orkland Raiders won back to back championships in twenty four eighty nine and twenty four. 90 so interesting um yeah so we have all these winning teams we actually have the scores which i think was really cool because they didn't have to do that yeah uh, 
there's some teams I don't remember winning blood bowls in here, but at the same time, there's so much of this that's taken out of like second edition. And I really, really, really appreciate that from my standpoint of being a child of second edition. So the lustier croakers are still mentioned in here. The South storm squids are mentioned in here. Um, Arctic crag spiders, you know, they have their lone blood bowl championship. Old time ogres. What if like, if GW is listening, if you do a Norse team, please make it the Arctic Crag Spiders. Golly, I would love I, that so much. I, I would uh, cream out of panties. That's for sure. That would be so good. I just love that name. I wish I would have created it. Yeah. So I could use it all the time. And it, I don't know why we both love it so much. Like we both. It's silly. Gravitated towards it independently. It's silly. I loved it. I loved it back in second edition. I love it now. And it's and completely I, not both down approved. I mean, it's an area. Yeah. And some spiders. It, it barely works. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it works because it was in second edition. Let's be honest. Right. Yeah. If, if they never existed and somebody told me about it, I'd be like, bro, can't you come up with something else? No. Like see a clock, Go back. Crag spiders. Change <laughs> the name. Yeah. Uh, but it works because it was second edition and all that junk. And uh, they were the, they won most casualties at the Chaos Cup in uh, 2020. Nice. Because I piloted them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which makes it even more special. <sighs> Anyways. Just those brag about winning an award at Chaos Cup again. Yeah, yeah. One day, Steve. You and everyone you, else. You got to make, make your own meth kit at home <laughs> or something like that. No, I didn't accept it. Oh, that's right. And you I was punished ever since then. Yeah, that's what Nuffle does to you. Anyways, I love this. This this page alone made me super happy. Yeah. You know, it's like this whole book is worth it just for that, but it gets better. On pages 152 through pages 153, they have statistics. So if you're like a statistic junkie, you go, and I'll ask Steve, Steve, who won the most Blood Bowl titles? Oakland Raiders. Reekland Reavers was six. Okay. And then they explained some things here. Uh, Steve, most Blood Bowl final appearances. Reekland Reavers? With 14. Got it. Most, most Blood Bowl appearances without a victory. Darkside Cowboys? Nope. They were the very first Blood Bowl winners. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It was the Warhammerers, Lustrier Croakers, and the Death Squad all had two appearances, but never won. The big one. Hmm. Consecutive Blood Bowl titles. Not, you know, no, it's two by the Skaven Scramblers, 2477 uh, and 2487, which I think it's kind of cool that they're kind of a, they're not a typical, I mean, like, I don't know. 2477 and 2487? How's that consecutive? I'm sorry. 77 and 78. Sorry. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, most touchdowns in a single game. Who had the most touchdowns? Player or team? Team. In a single game. Low down rats. Skaven Blight Scramblers was six. Ah, okay. Most touchdowns cumulative. 20, have, there's 25 touchdowns. Have to be Reckon Reavers. Reckon Reavers. You yeah. got it. Highest average touchdowns. Again, Reavers. With, you had to play at least two games. So this would be the Athlone Avengers, 3.5. Oh. Yeah. Most touchdowns conceded. The lowdown rats. That'd be the Reekland Reavers, 31. Oh, well, they played. That makes sense. They played the most, right? Highest average touchdowns conceded with two plus games. 
You're never going to get it. It's the Dwarf Warhammers. I was going to say the Death Squad. The Death Squad, yeah, with 3.5. Biggest win ever in a Blood Bowl. No idea. The Cleveland Crescents beat the Greenville Greenfield Grasshuggers 5 to nothing. And I love this because they have fluff. How did the Grasshuggers get to the final? Uh, It's in the little fluff thing here, so you just have to read it up on it. Um, All these have little fluffy tidbits here uh least touchdowns by a winning team no idea the oldheim ogres they had one nothing win and then uh, most touchdowns by a losing team athlon avengers with four yeah most finals without scoring that would be the death squad they have uh two we are the death squad we can't score yeah they haven't scored one touchdown at all so they've really Screwed the shut pooch. the bed, shut the bed. All right, then pages one fifty four through I think like the next eight pages here. I don't mind what they've done here, but at the same time, I sure wish we would have had a star player list here. So what we have here is basically GW saying, "Hey, if you don't notice this, we have models." Which, oh yeah. So it's the Wolfenberg Cricks. Uh, Crypt Steelers, and it has that Tetzana says, like the fashion lady who talks about their kits and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we have one, two pages for the Necro team, two pages for the <clears throat> the um, for the the Barons and the Greenskins, the Black Orcs and the Nobility, and then we have a two uh, another page spread of the uh, Skull Tribe uh, Slaughters where she talks about their kit, and it shows the models, which I don't really have a problem with because. You never know if this is somebody's first introduction to Blood Bowl. No, and, and it's cool. It, like with the first time you're seeing it, if you see all the dis- different models, it is cool. And then we have uh, the final page has the star, pl- the new star players like Frankenstein, Griff, yeah, their Gochur, all those in here. And then the last page also has some more, uh, you know, Zocathazot, Scroll Half Height, Greek stuff like that. And then it's a so. That's your new stuff. This book, if it just had a list, it doesn't have to have pictures, just a list of the star players, the updated star players Mm -hmm. from the beginning of what they're going to allow till now. And then they can even throw in if there is some optional ones out there or whatever. Yeah. You know, like from magazines, I'm perfectly fine with that. It just needed to be in some format. So a new player could take this one book and have every star player. Yeah. That's what this is missing. And every, every, frankly, I think every almanac should have updated teams in the back, really small. Yeah. If you, if you could fit it and it could have the star players. I was just going to say the star players almost at the point where I'd rather they just do the almanac that's cool you're reprinting the spikes you want to add some new rules that's fine but issue a smaller book maybe the size of a spike that's just updated rules that gives us all the teams all the star players faqs any stuff that has come out that we need to know and that we could just take to a tournament you know this is my one thing I need to take instead of having to take all the spikes and the this and the that. and. Well, without going on a long, long tangent here, yeah. we, we talked about how there should always be a fresh rule packet at 
the big NAF championship game mm-hmm. that's held over there in England. That's the that's the Super Bowl of the year. Yeah. And then you say this is coming out starting Monday. These are the changes, or here's the PDF with all the new rules or the updated star players, etc., cetera, yeah. etc. Cetera. And then, I mean, really. Not that I need GW to put out more expensive books and dice so I keep buying it, but they really could do a, you could call it a program guide, just like when you go to American football games, you buy a program. Mm -hmm. It could have that. You could come out with that if you wanted to coincide it with American football every July or first week of August, you know, like kickoff for the next year. Mm -hmm. And it could have all those star players and those teams, and it could actually it could be really in the same format as a spike. Yeah. So it's a $18 book that has just kind of the update things. Mm-hmm. You're right. It was like 2022 league kickoff spectacular. And yes, it would suck every year to buy that thing, but they're not going to give us the PDF for free. And I know there's people out there who don't want to buy anything. Yeah. Um, but it sure would help a new guy grab that thing for $20, carry it with them through the league yeah. and not worry about catching up until the next one's released the next year. Cause we getting back into it definitely have realized that there are rules that we don't know anymore. And then having to go to the FAQ to figure it out. It's just a pain in the butt. Yeah, it is a pain, but so anyways, anyways yes. overall spike, you know, uh, we'll definitely get it. I'm glad they. Uh, I was. Thank you, GW, for sending an I don't advanced th- copy. Yeah, absolutely. And at. as per legality, they are providing it to us of no charge. We have no obligations, so we no. give our own opinion. Um, I don't think any of the new material is going to get anyone to buy this who wasn't going to buy it, and you know if you're going to buy it or not. I don't think anyone's going to be changed by this review or by the inclusion oh, I, I of the don't extra think stuff. so either i i think really this review for the guy who was already going to order it but go do i really yeah. need it he might be like smiling right now because he's like oh cool i love all those old stats from old blood bowls too or oh cool no you know i, I want to see this or that or and he just likes fluff i just like to have it because it looks cool on the shelf and if i need to get the info i have it mm-hmm. and i know some people would feel justified like if they buy it then if they were to find a less reputable source that has all the information online they feel justified to use that because they already paid for it one of those things like you know you know, can't copy music but if you own the cd you can type of thing right so and if that's the case fine you do you i don't care um overall how much is it I just looked for the price. I, you know, I'm if I'm crazy, it's on the back. I don't see. Uh, over the, Is it? Should be above the uh, UPC. Um, I don't see. I have. I see the ISBN number yeah, here. Yeah, above that. There's no or below number, it. No huh. number. Okay, never mind. So I'm gonna assume that this is at least a fifty dollar book. I normally is, and for fifty bucks, are you? I, I'm torn. I mean. If I had the money, sure. I don't currently have the money, so probably not. Okay. I mean, I, w- I would definitely get it because I love all this junk and the fluff mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, yeah, definitely. I've already, since having this book in my possession for a few weeks, 
I can't tell you how many times I've turned into junior high Scott who has opened this book <laughs> and went through the Blood Bowl stuff and just looking like, oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, the Blushing Berserkers, I, I, I can't believe they let them win a Blood Bowl championship. I can't believe they won this Blood Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like, they were just a crappy team that nobody wanted to take when, you know, we were kids. And so, yes, I love that. Okay. Well, I believe that will wrap this up. So we shall come back and speak about our tournament experience. Yay! Yes, we are back. And believe it or not, even though we only did it like two times last year, we are now going to talk in the first podcast of the new year about us going to a Blood Bowl tournament. Yeah, it's amazing. So let, let me ta- tell you the um, two origin of this story. Jeez. We only went to two last year, and they were both in our home state. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can be sad about COVID, or sometimes <laughs> COVID might be your friend, and I don't mean that in any disrespectful way, because I know a lot of people have lost a lot of loved ones yeah. from COVID. Um, and I don't know where you stand on you know vaccination and stuff like that. Anyways. My family, Jennifer's side of the family, uh, her oldest boy caught COVID and showed really no symptoms, not many symptoms. And her youngest child tested negative and showed a lot of symptoms. So I couldn't see them for about six days. Um, on My kids were at their mother's and my youngest showed symptoms of COVID and got tested and came back negative. And my ex-wife came back negative. And my daughter, who showed zero signs whatsoever, was happy and jolly, supposedly had COVID. So she was carrying it around or whatever. Long story short, I couldn't see them. Um, We were approaching the weekend. It was like Thursday night going into this weekend that I was like, God dang it. Now I'm not going to see my kids. I'm not going to see, you know, Jen. You know, I'm a sad panda. And then I thought, I was like, wait a second. I remember Dustin talking about a blood bowl tournament this weekend. And, you know, I asked Jen because I love her and respect her. And I was like, would this make you mad? Like, do you need my help? Do you need me around? And she's like, no, I'm just going to be sitting here in this house. And so then I called you and I said, Hey, uh, crazy thought. I don't need your answer until Friday, which is tomorrow. But uh, would you <laughs> want to go down to Texas for a blood bowl tournament? You're like, uh, hell, I don't know. And then I called Drew Bucciacone from Three Dot Block Podcast, and who has I recently said, moved to Texas. Yeah, he's in uh, you know like the north north of Dallas area, Little Elm or somewhere. Mm-hmm. He probably doesn't want us to tell everybody where he's at because he's so famous. But uh, he's in Texas now. And my thought was, is hell, I don't have much money, but you know, idle hands. I don't want to sit at home by myself because all I'm going to do is probably sleep all day or play rocket league all day and get mad at people instead of doing anything creative or productive or anything. So like, it's like, I got to do something or maybe I'll just go play dragon ball all day or something goofy. Um, so I immediately got a hold of the TO and I said, do you have any spots left? And he said, well, yeah, I think we can fit you in. And I'm like, okay, well, I might have a few people with me. He's like, Oh, and then he you know, got back with me. And long story short, he said, yeah, I can get you guys in. It'll be tight, but I can get you in. So we asked Drew if we could stay with him. And <laughs> we all turned in our rosters Friday night because <laughs> this really, 
came about Thursday night and, you know, we're in Texas Friday night and we're at Drew's place and, you know, turned in our rosters and everything. I had to fix mine. Yes. (laughs) On the way down, Steve had to fix his. And anyways, we went to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, T-O-O. And this was going to happen in 2020 because that's where all the awards had that date in them. But because of COVID, it was canceled. So <laughs> he's finally getting, having a chance to redo his tournament. This was put on by uh, Jason Campbell in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I don't know which league for sure he runs or anything like that. But I know, pretty sure he's in the league with like Mike Patterson and some of the Dallas guys. Mm-hmm. And we went down, we stayed with Drew. The next morning we got up, we drove over to Fort Worth, which was about an hour drive. Let's back this up. You want to talk about where we went before the tournament? We went to the Kalachi factory and had some amazing breakfast foods that only, only Steve in this planet does not enjoy. They are fine. They are just fine. They're not worth going 30 minutes out of our way to get see i wasn't gonna bring this up because i'm gonna tell a story about why you should never trust steve on food because after we got kalachi factory steve um lost his guts in a comic store oh well yeah that <laughs> he happens. blew up the bathroom and then as we stopped right before we went to the blood bowl tournament we stopped to get a drink and steve it's it's 11 50 and Steve decides to get a breakfast sausage that's been sitting on the rollers probably since five o'clock that morning because he was hungry. Well, I mean, so you're, we just don't agree. It here, was Steve. not good. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it was good. It was not good. <laughs> I wanted to try it because it was breakfast sausage on a bun. I know. And you're you're definitely a bread and meat guy, which blows my brain that you do not love the Kalachi factory, but again, that's I okay. like it. It's just not mind blowing. Oh, it, it is mind blowing, folks. Let me tell you yeah. something. It is mind fucking blowing. Okay, that's how good mind blowing it is. My whole family loves so it. The so the tournament started at noon, which was <laughs> odd. It yes. Um, was it noon or eleven? It was noon. Yeah. Was it noon? Yeah. I'm trying to think of the store, and I took a card, and it's in my wallet, and now I cannot remember. I want so I am, to say Area 51, but that's not right. No, that's not right. Forbidden just give me terrain. a second. You ramble for just a second, and I'm going to um, go find... So, the tournament had special rules where you could, no matter what, everyone's getting... Not everyone. Every team is getting one person with a chainsaw. You so have to take a chainsaw. You have to take at least one. But you could take more and conceivably have up to four. And there were two teams. Was there a limit? Um, I think I don't based think there was on a... the money, there was a limit. You you could keep getting, like Steve said, you could keep buying chainsaw guys. Yeah, they were just fifty k per. Yeah, there's chainsaw. I don't remember exactly. However, there were two teams that had four chainsaws, and I went through both of them. Since there were so many chainsaws at this event, I decided that I wanted to take a team with high armor. So I chose Chaos Dwarves. Okay. And did you find your information yet? I did. Um, so this was held at Evolution Games in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, it was a gaming shop that they had some, you know, like Warhammer tables in the back and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was your, your typical game they shop. Had, minute. Was, 
it was pretty neat. They had private rooms for D and D or whatever. Um, it was not much to look at on the outside, but once you got in, it was much nicer. Right, that's true. It was deceptive because you pull up and you go, "Oh," because it was a kind of a industrial looking str- area. Yeah, just that's the best way to describe it. It was, it was just not what you would have thought. And then you pulled up, and then once you go inside, you go, "Oh, this is pretty awesome." Yeah, it has all these extra rooms. Uh, we had plenty of room. I believe we capped off the event maybe with twenty four with us showing up. I. And I think he said that he had four people drop, so he had 20, maybe 22. I cannot remember the total. So I was thinking it was 24, if I'm not positive. Oh, maybe it was. I don't know. Either way. Um, But yeah, it turned out well. Uh, Jason ran a very good event, ran on time, which was kind of surprising. Well, not because of him, (laughs) just because when it starts late and then everyone hasn't played in a while and just kind of, you know, general. Yeah, I mean, our luck with going to Texas tournaments is a lot of times they (laughs) run behind, and that's not a knock on them. It's not on saying like that's just (laughs) well, you got to have help. So, you know, we thought that we it would run a little bit late. We just thought by Mm -hmm. the natural order of things, it'd run late, and it didn't. It stayed running on time. He kept it running really smooth. Um, They had a top table that had a. a created pitch, you know, like it was yeah. a custom pitch. And we've seen it a few times brought to the events and stuff. And it's a cool looking table. We can talk more about that. Did you play on it? I did not. Okay. The we'll talk I made more about that later. Table two was the highest I made it to. Okay. Um, we'll go through our matches. Yeah. We can just go do that real quick. Um, I, let me, let me set this up really quick. Sure. You were, yeah. you were giving 1 million and 120 gold pieces to build your team. Very odd. Then amount. after that, you had 160 gold pieces to buy skills. And, you know, you could have stars if you wanted. You had to have 11 players before. You had to put a chainsaw on somebody. Mm-hmm. And then you could buy additional chainsaws if you wanted to. And at 50K, 50K each, that's yeah. why you could only have up to three. Well, three. Oh, are you sure? I didn't know there was a limit, but... Math. It doesn't really matter. Math. That's the limit. 50 times 3 is 150 out of the 160 that you're given. No, that's that's the skills. I'm not talking about the skills. I'm talking about your team build. I thought that was part of it. No, no, no. no. Oh. Chainsaw came out of your regular builds. Oh, then never mind. Yeah. That's okay. Um, it doesn't really matter. There was two teams that had four chainsaws. So you want to go with your first round matchup first? Yeah. Um. So for Let's my... Start- yeah, for Let's my, talk about your weird weird build. First yeah, of my, all. my build. I took a Minotaur, two Centaurs, six Dwarves, and three Hobgoblins, as you do. I gave Pro on the Minotaur, which I really love Pro on big guys, especially now with the new rules. Makes it a lot better. Uh, block on the Bull Centaurs, Block and Sure Hands on two Hobgoblins, and I had one reroll and one dedicated fan. And I put, and I took a bribe, which was important. I put a chainsaw on one of my Chaos Dwarves. Cause and it was as we were driving down to Texas, I tried to remind Steve. Steve didn't think it had secret weapon. Right, because you had to use it. So I was thinking it didn't have secret weapon. I just, I don't know why it said very clearly it does. I mean, come on, Steve. We had almost 12 hours to make <laughs> I know. the roster and decide if we were going to go to this event or not. So. so I changed it and I put the bribe in. And 
everyone I talked to was like, you put it on a Chaos Dwarf instead of a Hobgoblin? I'm like, yeah, I can only field 11 people. Of those 11 people, I've got a Minotaur, two Centaurs, and six Hop, you know, Chaos Dwarves that I have to field. Like, you know, they're the money. I got to use them. That allows me two Hobgoblins, so I can either have two with Block and Sure Hands, or I can have only one with Block and Sure Hands and one with a Chainsaw. So I just felt it made more sense to put it on the Chaos Dwarf. And it, it helped. It, he was a stupid idiot. Uh, well, dang. it's a good thing you caught that on the way down so you could change your roster and get a bribe. So. Although I probably would have done better with more rerolls because that that guy, the chainsaw kicked back almost every single time. It was horrible. You probably were better off not using the chainsaw to cast dwarf. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. But, you know, it's there, so I got to use it. Uh, <laughs> first match I got to play against the Amber Waves of Pain Dustin Parsons one of our good boyfriends um, is, is he your good boyfriend? good boyfriend I don't know he's one of the uh, you could say that he's one of the guys who helps run Oklahoma Bowl yeah I mean at this point he is he's, he is part of the Oklahoma Bowl committee so yeah him and John have both become very good friends and just great guys um and his team's freaking amazing. His he paints all of our stuff, or a lot of the stuff, and he had nice. two trolls. I guess it was a snotling team. He had two trolls, two pump wagons, stunty runner, and then a whole crap load of stunty linemen. And four chainsaws. And four of them had chainsaws. And I god dang. The first half, and he's not gonna see it this way, but the first half was pretty even. I was able to score on him. But I was not hurting his people enough because they have five armor and I kept rolling a five. I, excuse me, they have a six plus armor and yeah. I kept rolling fives on them. That first half, I rolled at least five fives. And I just couldn't do anything. Even with my tackle, I couldn't, you know, thin the numbers. And he had a full 16 people on his team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was able to take out a pump wagon and. Um, he wasn't able to keep all of his people because of, you know, you know, secret weapon. And then the second half, it just, everything started going my way. Uh, I was getting people off. He was getting people chainsaws, knocking himself out, all this type of stuff. So I ended up winning that one three to nothing pretty decisively. So my first round matchup, I played a guy from Houston named, I believe his name was Robert. He had an ogre team and let me get to the story of my team i uh <laughs> i didn't know what to play and because we were deciding on thursday night i probably stayed up till one or two in the morning trying to like oh, do i take this do i take this oh gosh what do i do what if, what if oh, there's a bunch of these you know i'm trying to figure out like the meadow like is everybody gonna take dwarves because everybody wants high armor or do they want this and so finally i had a long break break at work where it allowed me to come home for a couple hours and um i came home and i said like i got like six rosters or something ridiculous i said i'll just let everybody decide for me so i threw them up on the boat down facebook page with everybody that could pick one of the icons a, a thumbs up or a smiley face or whatever 
And I was just going to take votes until three o'clock that day or four o'clock. And whatever team had the highest votes, I was going to take. That way it was out of my hands and I could stop thinking and thinking and overthinking. And I could just pick one. Um, I really thought the the team with Griff, the old world alliance team with using Griff as a star player, would have got picked. Because mm-hmm. I was kind of leaning that way just because. I also had an old world alliance team, I think, with Grack and Crumpleberry. And I had a lot of different iterations of this and that. But I did have a undead team with two chainsaws. Why two chainsaws? Well, I bought a hack and slash model way back when and had it painted. And also about 10 years ago, or maybe it's less, but it's probably 10 years ago now, there was another hack and slash model that the skeleton had the flaming head like ghost rider so it looked like ghost rider with the chainsaw i had it painted to use as hack and slash and you know i induced so many chainsaws so (laughs) i never really got to use these models and i thought hell why not i can use both models this would be the perfect excuse to use both models at the same time at a tournament and i finally get to use them well i guess the world thought that's what i needed to play so i took undead I had uh, 14 players. I had uh, Hack and Slash is what I named the skeleton with the chainsaw. That was the Hack and Slash GW model. And then I had Ignacio Blaze, which was the other skeleton that looked more like Ghost Rider. He was the chainsaw I paid for. Um, I had two mummies, uh, one with guard. Um, it, I forgot that you, you know, it costs doubles to get block on your mummy and double or not doubles, a secondary skill now. <laughs> is the right terminology to get a secondary skill of block it is 40k instead of 20k so that really changes how you you know build undead shambling undead i guess mm-hmm. you should say as well yeah so i had one mummy with guard i had i took two whites one of them had frenzy one of them had tackle and leader i only took two ghouls instead of like three or four um one with block and sure hands another with wrestle the two skeletons with chainsaws and i had one reroll. So what I learned is, is that throughout the day that really it's nice to have more ghouls, but at the same time, you can get away with playing undead with two. I never felt like, God, I needed, I wish I had two more ghouls, even though at times, you know, you always want a better player on the pitch or a faster player. Yeah. Um, I think the worst part about shambling undead is my mummies never do good. They, I'm almost better off just letting them stand there and clogging up things instead of ever blocking with them. But with that said, first round, I played an ogre team with Griff on the ogre team. Uh, When I saw the team only had a couple ogres and Griff, I thought no big deal. I'll just wear down the snotlings. (laughs) It'll just be, you know, Griff and two ogres can't win a game for them. Mm -hmm. Like you, the whole first half, I got zero casualties against the ogres or the snotlings. Even when I knocked them down, I rolled fours and fives and threes. I was getting very frustrated. Luckily, the guy was playing. He had a, a snotling punter or whatever, the ogre punter. Yeah. And he was kicking the crap out of his snotlings. He actually did more damage than I did. So that that kind of helped me out. Um, I was up one nothing. I was not really worried about it going in the second half. And then Griff happened. And... Griff is an amazing star player 
from the point of view of me trying to just get to him, trying to do anything to him. Yeah, and with that team, all you're doing is putting stupid snotlings around Griff and letting him go wild. Yes. You want to hit Griff? Well, too bad. That's exactly what happened. Um, It changed when one of the mummies hit or one of the mummies got hit by an ogre and they casualtied him. So it kind of started changing the course of the game. Yeah. It turned into a one, one game. And then all this whole game, first half and the second half, when I got the kickoffs, the ghoul with sure hands fumbled the ball two times in a row. So, you know, roll the two, roll the two, roll the one, roll the two. Uh, that allowed Griff and the ogres to get in behind my line and I was sweating bullets because I was like, if Griff gets this ball, I am dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to make a, and I was out of rerolls. So I had to make some kind of some dice rolls and they luckily went my way and I dodged away and did this and that. Uh, I handed off the ball to another ghoul, which sprinted him, got him away from the whole pack. Uh, he had a chance to get to me just to put a tackle zone on me. And then I would have had a chance to dodge away, but uh, he failed to go for it. So I ended up winning on the last turn two to one over ogres. I absolutely hate Griff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I was like, I'm done. I I got Griff out of the way. I don't have to worry about Griff. Um, It was about this time uh, we, we broke for lunch. And we went over to Waterburger and uh, had some rope bread with some of the players there, hung out with Dustin and them and the other guys were there, you know, different tables and stuff too. Uh, This is when I wanted to complain about something. And um, Drew said, you cannot complain about Blood Bowl if you win your game. And at first I was like, I just want to talk about the game because blah, 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 blah. And then I tend to complain and then win. Well, no, I'm giving him credit. So yeah. Let me let me finish. I know. Throughout the day, as this rang on, I thought about what he said, and he might be just right because every time I and I've said this countless times on the podcast, when you win Blood Bowl games, I never feel like I win because of me. Like I, it, I never give myself credit that I put somebody in a situation to roll a bunch of dice. I just go, well, if that guy would have not rolled double skulls or skull reroll skull, mm-hmm. I would have lost. I never think Scott, you put him in that situation to force him to do that. So you did a good thing. So I'm really going to try this thing that drew said, and I'm going to not comment at all. Anything bad when I win the game. I might say I got lucky, but I'm not going to say anything further. I'm going to well, do it's my a matter very best. Of, it's a matter of perspective. You have to realize, like you said, there are times when you do put people in bad situations. And, you know, you can take credit for that. Sometimes right. it is simply they got diced or you, you know, you did nothing. You know, you could just stumble and it, the ball magically goes to you and then you walk away because they fail. I know I'm saying it from a perspective yeah. that I'm really going to try to <clears throat> kind of maybe accept this kind of mantra that way. It will just let me let go of wins and just accept that. Like, Hey, I did that because when I do my recaps to Jennifer, 
I go through everything. Like she goes, how'd you do? And I said, I won. But, and then I tell her every scenario where if that person would have rolled something better, I should have got beat two to nothing mm-hmm. instead of me winning one to nothing. Instead of just going, relax, bro. You know, when Saul nicely plays somebody, he could probably say the same thing, but he talks about, I won. You know what I mean? So yeah. like that, that that's part of Blood Bowl on both ends. So I am really going to really try to do that because I think not complaining... <laughs> Like yeah. I was talking about a situation in that, that ogre game where if I would have made one go for it, I had a one-on-one two squares away from his end zone and it could, and it was the guy that had tackle. So that could have really changed the perspective of that game where I go, I go blitz him. I grab the ball. I go up to nothing. And I never had to worry about grip. I was complaining about that, even though I still ended up winning. So for myself, as a player who's competitive, <laughs> I am going to just accept the wins and really work on that this year as a Blood Bowl player. So I'm giving Drew credit because he's probably right. We shouldn't really complain about wins. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to round two. Yeah. Uh, Who did you play? I played Corey. He's actually tried to come to Oklahoma Bowl a few years now. Um, and he has never been able to make it because of this. This is the fabled Corey who signs up every year, but we never see him. <laughs> yeah, uh, he normally he coaches school athletics and softball, I believe, and uh, he just goes to the playoffs and doesn't know and blah blah blah. Right. But finally got to meet him, so that was awesome. Uh, yeah, he was a nice guy. Oh yeah, and he was playing the New Orkland Craftsman. There's an okay. orc team thrower, three linemen, four blitzers, four biggins, and a goblin. Um, and on his thrower, he has block and on the ball, which I forgot about on the ball. It's like kickoff return and pass interference together, I think. Okay. Uh, I really like it. I don't know about... it's Anyways, it's a kickoff return. Um, it was a good, tough match. I did end up winning it. Uh, just thankful for my higher armor. And I was able to knock him down some and get the main advantage and then just win. I don't remember okay. much. I mean, you don't remember the score? No. <laughs> I think it was one nothing or two to one. I don't okay. remember. So you're you're two and oh. Mm-hmm. Two and oh. Um and at this the tiebreakers, Drew... hold on. Sorry. The tiebreakers for this tournament are chainsaw casualties. That's mm. rather re- regular weather whether it is regular chainsaw casualties or fouling and the first game i don't think i got one i don't think i got any okay. this one um i was up on him and i kept i think i got like one maybe two regular casualty ones but then i just started using it on fouls and was getting casualties so that allowed me to have a decent tiebreaker which comes in to play okay. for the next part um, so my second game, um, you know, I was happy I won. Uh, we had lunch and I find out I play a guy and, you know, he sits down and he recognizes it from the podcast. And then I said, oh, is this your dwarf team? And he said, yeah, this is my dwarf team. And, uh, you know, it's like, I, I think I thought to myself, is that a Griff model? Because I sure hope that's his damn coach <laughs> model. And I look at his roster and I'm playing Griff again. Griff and dwarves. Griff and dwarves. Yeah, that's <laughs> he doesn't nasty. have every good dwarf player because he could only take one troll slayer. Uh, I think he had one blitzer. Yeah, I think he might have had one runner, 
and then the rest were you know the blockers but griff and dwarves and immediately i never wanted to play somebody else's team so bad i was like i didn't even know this was possible with this build total <laughs> i want to play griff and dwarves because you have the mobility piece that can do everything and then you have all these little dwarves who are buttholes with high armor mm -hmm. and <laughs> sure enough i play griff and dwarves and to get your butt beat i i, I got my butt beat i think i'm trying to find here because i don't remember i think it was a i think i did a i think it was one to nothing if i remember correctly it was a half where like i couldn't do anything against griff yeah period like i just couldn't i think i got to him maybe one time and it was useless but maybe maybe i didn't I no yeah, you, I got you mentioned that you got to him at least once okay um yeah it's been now two weeks mm -hmm. um it was one to nothing he scored in the first half so i wasn't like totally down on myself but this was the game where like he got casualties against me so i was players down yeah. against dwarves um i think i got caught fouling too because i tried to like trying to even up the numbers and i quickly found out that like my chainsaw guy sucked when we tried to just break armor so fouling was much better for us uh, but I got caught fouling a few times as well. Uh, second half, like I set myself. <laughs> so the guy I played, and if he's listening, because he says he listens to before, he was um, he was the type of a guy that kind of like how Gary plays when he says, "Oh, I already said it. I'm not going to take it back." Mm -hmm. Like he would he would do that to himself. And so I learned as we played, like I got to be careful, Scott, because you know he plays tough on himself, so he's not going to take let you take things back too. So, you know, I was trying to tell myself that because you play some people who like move a model up and then I go, oh, never mind. I'll change my mind. And most of the time I go, you know, no big deal. I don't care as long as dice didn't get rolled and as long as we get played the same. But I noticed he was not taking stuff back for himself when I probably would have let him like, you know, I'm going to throw this block. He's like, oh, I thought I had two people. Yeah. Oh, well, I already, I already said it. You know, I would have let him move somebody up. But, <laughs> but I noticed this. So <laughs> I had one final opportunity. I had a guy where... There was just enough plays. There was a big scrum on my side of the pitch. I was so proud of myself. I made a whole bunch of blocks to like open up this lane where I could hit his ball carrier. And I would have two dice for the first hit. And if, if worse came to worse, I had a, he was frenzy. I would have had a second uh, hit. I moved my guy up and I put my guy right in the way where he wouldn't get two dice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he got one dice. Uh, <laughs> I either fell down or the dice you know, I just push pushed or something ridiculous like that. So I was really, really angry about at myself because, yeah. you know, he, he was playing really hardcore. And so I wanted to stick with him and play that way as well. Um, no, you have to. It, it really, it really was a really good game. Like I said, it was only one, nothing. If there was a couple more plays, he probably would have scored because I think the ball eventually got into Griff's hand like right near the end and I just, he couldn't score and I couldn't get to the ball, but yeah, it, it, for what it was with me being down some people, it is what it is. My mummy sucked again in this game. Like <laughs> my mummies didn't do Jack all weekend. So I was one and one. I was kind of sad, uh, but I think I remember telling you, or maybe it was Jennifer on the way down. I was like, you know, if I go two and one, I'll be super happy. So the goal was steer there to maybe get two and one. And then we go into the third round. But before I want to do that, I believe Drew, he took halflings with Zug and uh, Deep Root, right? 
I believe so, yeah. And I believe the first game he had, I think he tied. I think the second game he lost. Yeah. And so we're all going into the third round. So I just kind of want to update with our other travel partner here. Yeah. And I had no expectations going into this tournament. And lo and behold, I'm on top table. And you have a damn chainsaw in the hands of your chaos dwarf. You shouldn't be at the top table. Mm-hmm. And he's horrible. Um, <laughs> so this top table, let's just talk about this real quick. They have a glorious looking top table. It's what the Hearst mold stuff, most likely. That's what I, if I had to guess, but I'm not a big time modeler, but they, that's, they that's have the name I know. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's is that kind of look to it. Uh, it has a couple of dice towers on it, on one on each side. It's real nice. It's really nice looking. It really is. Yes. It could use some white lines to tell us where the middle and the wide was zones hard, are. Was it hard to read? Very hard to read for that. Okay. Uh, the dice tower, it didn't have any f- padding or felt in it, so everything was just kind of bouncing out. So I stopped using it, used my own. Oh, I saw some other people not use it too. Is that probably yeah. why then? Okay. Yeah, and it looks cool. It's just functionality-wise, not so great. And, you know, if they're trying to keep a good look to it, it's understandable. Um, As much as I like it, it caused me some pain putting my figures down on it because it is a hard surface. And where I don't real, I don't have any paints right now. You know, I can't just touch up my team. So you were scared that stuff was going to get nicked? Yeah, I was like, I really don't want to... I don't like this. <laughs> and again, I love it. It looks nice. I'm, they're proud of it. I, I'm not trying to bash it at all. I really do like it. But it just makes me remember, like, the Maelstrom pictures that we have where they're neoprene, where I can just put it down without any worry of messing up my figure. Do you remember the second tournament we ever went to and they had those metal sheets that had engravings in it for the field and they had like jagged spurs and stuff on there? It's like they were dangerous. Yeah, and they were getting rid of those and I wanted them, but I didn't want to go down to Texas. And Yeah. Anyways, okay. But um, other than that... um, You played against a black orc team. Yeah, his name was Adam. uh, No team name. It was a black oh, orc come team. Come on, Adam. And Adam. Don't yell. Jeez. Oh, I want to yell Adam. You gotta have a team name, bro. The two black orcs with guard, one with block, two with grab. So how this went is I won the kickoff and decided to receive. First yeah, thing fine. I do, he puts a chainsaw goblin on the line. And he has four chainsaws. And yeah, I know I that's it. gonna be an issue. So I put my chainsaw guy right in front of his chainsaw guy, and he rolls a one on the kickback. Mm. And I'm like, I can't do this. I really want to get rid of him. I know it's just a one out of six. So I wasted my only reroll on it, which I really shouldn't have. I got overly cocky. Um, And got another one, so he went down. Mm. And that doesn't That's end turns anymore, which we thought... we. It did, but it does not. So my next move was with a black orc, two dice, two skulls. So Mm. immediately, turn one, nothing. And then on his turn, he knocked out one and casualtyed one, I think. 
I can't remember, but I was down immediately, and it did not get better from there. He got me down to like four people on the pitch or something, and it was just destroying me left and right. The chainsaws were working. He was using it for fouling. Um, he was getting his hits when he needed to. I did have a chance in the first half. He ended up winning one to nothing, if I remember correctly. Uh, but first half, I did have a chance to get the ball to a bull centaur and just run away. But I failed the th- throw or something. Can't remember what it was. It wasn't I'm a checking great your score now. It wasn't yeah, a you you only lost one to nothing. Yeah. It wasn't a great chance, but it was a decent chance of getting it. And if I would have got it, it would have been, oh, it was to the Hopgoblin. Anyways, I would have just been gone. He wouldn't have been able to catch me. But I didn't get it. And then, like, he got good bounces. He got good rolls. And, like I said, sometimes you just get diced. I got diced. And I mm-hmm. it just wasn't fun. You know, nothing against so, him. He wasn't a bad sport. He was a good guy. We had fun no, time, but just the actual—I never felt like I was in the game. Well, your body language said that from afar as I was watching you. Yeah, and I didn't want to interrupt you or anything, but <clears throat> your body language said uh, this is one of those games. Yeah, and that with that loss and my tiebreakers were not great. And I got no chainsaw casualties in that it'd game. It'd been interesting because I think he was the only undefeated for the day because mm-hmm. a lot of people tied. It'd been interesting to see where things would have fell. I assume he would have still won since he had the most chainsaw casualties of the day. Now, I actually, think I think we have the results. Yeah, he was the only undefeated. Uh, he had six touchdowns and gave up zero. Well, we'll get to the results after. Yeah, I came we'll in. Fi- I came in freaking fifth. Okay. Yeah. You have the results there, though? Bleh. Yeah. You have all the rewards there uh, as well? No. In front of you? No? Not awards, I, I, but... Oh, okay. Well, I'll get those here in a second. So, because uh, I have an email from Jason for all that. Um, you can tell we're really prepared tonight, folks. Huh? Mm-hmm. Any of our notes up. So, my third game, um, man, I'm trying to think of his name. His name was Casey Rogers. Um, I played against a bunch of Dark Elves. They did not have Griff, and I was very, very happy <laughs> that he didn't have Griff. So for the first time, I didn't have to play stupid Griff. That's nice. Um, He had four Blitzers, Block and Dodge. He had two Witch Elves. You know, they have Block and Dodge. He had a leader with, or a runner with leader and a runner with Wrestle. Um. And then chainsaws and stuff like that. So just one chainsaw. But that was his team. It, uh, long story short of the game, uh, I went up one to nothing at the end of the first half. Then uh, the second half, he was, I mean, very, very, very close to scoring. Uh, he was probably one turn away from scoring, if I remember correctly. Um, things didn't go his way. And then I kind of swarmed him. And then... About that time when the bad luck happened for him, I started to just, it was one of those deals where I wasn't getting casualties, but I was getting stuns and they felt like casualties because it <laughs> kept that player down. Mm-hmm. And um, so I kept getting some stuns and some armor breaks and I ended up scoring on turn eight of the second half to go up two to nothing. But really it was a, it was a much closer game than what the score indicates. So it, it was a 
it was a really fun game. I actually had really close games all day long. They were really super competitive. I didn't want the ogre, the first round match to be a competitive game, but Griff decided like it had to be. <laughs> yeah. I forgot that that ogre team also had acorn, the squirrel on it. And that guy was annoying. Jeez. So uh, I had to deal with that maddening squirrel as well. So I, I got to play a bunch of star players. So I ended up going two and one for the day. I finished uh, seventh overall. If you look at the scores and I'm going to go here and dig up these, um, yeah, all the awards for the day. So first place went to Adam with his black Oak team. I guess they were called Borks or at least that's what Jason put in. Andrew Jones came in second, and Jeff White. Oh, I thought came you in said third. you didn't have the results. Okay, good. Well, I have first, second, and third. That's easy. Oh, okay. Because I have a help? list of them. Okay. Then, well, good for you. Third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh were all separated by six points. Yeah. So that's, it was that's close. crazy. Which kind of makes sense for tournaments like this. Yeah. So he had twenty people total for the event. Yep. 20. Um, I don't think I have the other results for the, That's the okay. day. Um, Drew ended up getting what? Best Dunty? Yeah, Drew ended up, I think, winning his last game. So he went 1-1-1. One, one, and one. He got the Best Dunty team, whatever they're calling it, for Best Dunty. Mm-hmm. I know I know. Uh, Jeff White ended up getting Best Defense. Uh, me and you got nothing. <laughs> yep. we, got to, we got to go to a tournament because of COVID. So, it was yeah. fun. Yeah, um, it was more fun than I thought it would be because the crazy weapons and stuff. I know other people love that stuff, but like that's not what I enjoy the most. Yeah, but I ended up because people voted and I had two chainsaws that I had to work with. It actually made it kind of interesting because it it said like here's what you have to deal with. You try to go solve the problem. So I had to figure it out. So it actually turned out being really fun, letting people kind of vote on the teams. And I might do that in the future. If I'm like, just torn on like, <laughs> Hey, I got three teams. I don't know what to do. Let people vote for it. And then yeah. it was sure nice taking that pressure off me because and Scott can again, not make a decision. I cannot make a decision. <laughs> and if I would have went, Oh, and three, I would have said it's everybody's fault for voting for this team, but I went two and one. So, of course, it was my amazing skills that got us there. Yeah, of course. <laughs> no, it was uh, it was different, though, to play with a, an undead team without a bunch of ghouls. So, But you can do it. Yep. So that's that's the good news about all that. Um, then we drove back to Drew's house. We played a game of Marvel Villainous, went to bed, drove back the next day. We got some really good ice cream that night. We did. We went to a place called Handles mm-hmm. in Little Elm, Texas. And uh, yeah, it was really pretty good ice cream overall. So um, nothing, no big adventures on crazy places we ate or nothing besides. No. You know, that's it. I had to actually drive back Sunday morning and work the comic shop. So it was really a, let's get down there, play some Blood Bowl, and let's get our butts back. So. Yeah. But it was definitely Anyways. a lot of fun. Enjoyed it. It was not it was just nice to get away for a weekend and actually play a tournament and see people we haven't seen in two years. Yes, that was nice to just converse. You know, uh, you know, Mike Patterson, Brad Wells, uh, Dave was there. It's just a lot of faces that we haven't seen. It's mm-hmm. always nice when somebody says, "Oh, I listened to your podcast," and you go, "Oh, I hope that's a good thing." <laughs> <laughs> you I know, didn't say and stuff that. Like that. <laughs> um, so it, it's it's nice just to get out, and see the community, see people laugh. Um, 
it was funny too. Uh, the last round of the the matches went to you know a little bit after seven, and uh, John John Spurgeon's a big uh, Buffalo Bills fan, and I'm a big New England Patriots fan, and I did not want to play the Bills again. And our plan was is to maybe try to go watch the game afterwards if we had time. And um, the fact that John didn't say one word to me after the awards was over, I knew it was probably bad because he was being nice. <laughs> and I said, um, the score must be really bad if you're not talking about it. And he said, yeah, it's like 14 or 21 to nothing bills. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so we didn't, I didn't watch one drop of that game because by the time I got home, it was, they're getting blown out already. So it was enough of that crap. Yeah. Don't blame you. All right, so that wraps this up. Unless you have anything else to talk about, uh, big hats off to Evolution Games and Jason Campbell for running a nice event. Um, and it was nice seeing everybody. So. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we will be back with the final segment of today's very long podcast. Okay, we're back for the final segment. We're going to talk about the new league that just kicked off, the Central Oklahoma Blood Bowl League Season 8. Yay! Yeah, I can't believe we're finally having another league. <laughs> I know. And who knows how long it'll last in person, but, I mean, we, we actually got together, what, last weekend? and Yeah, so we had a team meeting, meeting yeah. at the store. Um, it was full of familiar faces and like people we've never heard of before that we actually thought was a prank from the guys from the <laughs> Florida Blood Bowl League because there was a name we never heard before that signed up for the league and his Facebook page said he was from Florida. And I immediately thought, is this like, you know, Luft messing with Eric us? Eric or Luft messing with us and kind of giving us a hard time like they're going to show up. Mm -hmm. And, um, Sure enough, it wasn't. Uh, the, the gentleman showed up. He was a nice guy. He just loves Blood Bowl like the rest of us. He just doesn't get on Facebook much, but he somehow found us through Facebook. And um, so we had a league meeting. We we discussed that, you know, every, you know, we have a lot of families and a lot of people that are just busy. So our league is di probably different than a lot of people's that uh, we Every month at the last week of the month, you're going to say if you can play some games and you tell me how many you can commit to. For the up to month. a certain amount and um then i take those those numbers and then i try to schedule you some games and i try if you played maybe steve and gary the first month maybe i do my best so you don't have to play them the second month and we just do our best at this and it's just month to month and if steve gets really busy with his kids he can say i'm only good for one game or i'm good for zero games it also and, is good for us for oklahoma bowl where we don't really want to play a regular game sometimes right and that was part of our team meeting uh, everybody that showed up that day if they wanted to stick around they could get a, a game against somebody that showed up there and everybody took advantage of that and then we also let them know that in the month of march we really want to encourage them to come to our league guys to actually come to the tournament and so at the most they're only going to get one game that month anyway so therefore they can tell their loved ones wives kids or whatever I'm not going to play some Blood Bowl for two days because I'm going to Oklahoma Bowl. <clears throat> and um, so everything went off really good. Our league is uh, a month-to-month -month league. Uh, you can play a maximum, I think, of a, I think it's 12 games. Yeah, we upped it to 12. Team. Yeah. And you have to play a minimum of like five games mm -hmm. to get into the playoffs. And everybody 
if you get to the end of the season, you can make the playoffs if you want to play the final bracket tournament. So the league is really just kind of for a seating in the tournament. So it does have some long-term, you know, standings and ramifications. You know, if you want the number one seed and there happens to be only seven teams that go into the playoffs, you're going to get that first round by. Yeah. Um, but it's also nice just to not care too much about the regular season. I mean, really, the regular season is you kind of want to work on your star player points and stuff like that to get ready for playoffs, and you hope nobody wrecks you, mm-hmm. you know, early on. That would never season. happen with a team <clears throat> one weekend, I'm sure. Oh, sure, sure not, sure not. Um, we, given all transparency here, we contacted uh, the people at tourplay.net because a lot of people told us that they really like that software to run leagues. Uh, we contacted them and we tried to uh, <laughs> use our blood blow clout. As if like, you would like hey. to get a, a review, we'd be happy to, you know, take you know, a free trial and let us see if we like it. And then we'll do a review. And here's our experience with running a blood bowl league, <clears throat> not through Excel spreadsheets. We just ran it through OBBLM. Yeah. And, you know, that is not up to date yet, which I think is something that really the NAF should get on really quick or everybody's going to leave. Yeah, pretty and not much. not even use that. Um, so we did try to see if the Tour Play guys would let us have a month or two free because I know they charge by the month. And yeah. we were, more than anything, it's not that we weren't scared that we wouldn't like it. We were just scared we were too old to maybe run it. Like we're not programmer minds, at least not like some people, some of our friends. Yeah. And uh, they said, why don't you play Tour League and you let us know what you think about it. So they basically said no in a nice way, <laughs> Right, which is fine. I, no, I don't blame them at all. That's fine. No, uh, to show you that it didn't bother us that much, <laughs> we're using Tour Play. So it has worked very well so far. Um, yeah, because we is... got looking into what was needed for like just running it by spreadsheets. And I was like, oh, it's not too hard. We'll just have to add a couple of columns and then... Scott was like, well, what about random skills? I'm like, oh, well, yeah, that's true. Then I got to add that. He goes, well, what about also, you know, we have to, it costs more later on due to different levels. And Oh, damn it. Okay, fine. So, yeah, so we gave in. Um, we're running it through Tour Play mm-hmm. for our guys. Um, it was really easy just if you're out there. And this will probably be a constant thing throughout the year. So, uh, maybe today we're going to talk all about all the good things. And then later we might talk yeah. about what we think are the bad things. And, and um, thanks to Joe uh, and Brendan Joe and everyone who piped up and said, yeah, we've used this. We really like it. And if you have any questions, let us know. Yeah. I talked to Joe Roberts on the, on the phone for a good, probably 30 minutes about mm-hmm. things and everything. Um, we sent out, a, we created the league, uh, which is at the very beginning, I don't think it's very intuitive. We, there's no. a lot of options and you have no idea what the hell. I'm sure there's some documents, no, but we did not go not. through it enough. <laughs> well, Steve says, no, I say, I don't, not sure. Cause I didn't look, uh, we were overwhelmed. We, after talking to Joe, you know, I asked him what they use and I kind of just set up the, yeah. set up the league that way. It was very easy to tell the guys in our Facebook group to like, go to this link sign up, build your team. And everybody was like, oh, it's so easy. It's it's really cool. And And Jeff Hunt is having fun making logos for everybody. So that's cool. Yeah, he's got like a logo maker. So he is uh, taking it upon himself to make everybody a uh, a league logo that they can use. So that's pretty cool. Um, Right now, we um, 
as of this moment, and the league's only been going on for a week, we have, I think, uh, 10 teams signed up. <laughs> Including? Uh, even, go ahead. Yeah, Drew's going to play. He's going to drive up, um, you know, once or twice a month and get his games in from from the Texas area. So that's kind of cool. Um, we have Amazon's Old World Alliance, Slon, Dwarf Goblins, Chaos Dwarves, Necromantic Horror, another Dwarf team, some Orcs, and some Chaos Renegades. There is a few maybe players that might be joining the league I don't know if in the month of February or if in March, but there is people still interested. Um, the gentleman who came and watched games Saturday, I don't know if you were there when he showed up, Sebastian. Don't think so. <clears throat> he, he's a guy I work with who's talked about Blood Bowl. He's played you know, vi- oh. the video game, but never in person. And I told him about the meeting and he showed up probably about one o'clock and he watched the rest of Gary's game and stuff. And then he asked to borrow a rule book because he's really interested in yeah maybe giving it a shot so um we have like i said we have some more people that can come in that's the good thing about this month to month thing as long as you get your five games in you can join the playoffs so in theory you could start in march or even april with a team and come in and play some games and get into the league easily um it's so what we know so far about this is we have these things we've made open challenges so when i told the guys i had them just roll off and when it was Gary and Matt Strickland playing, I told them they were playing. They went in and they challenged the other guy. And the, then they both get on their devices and they both hit start game. And then they just start recording their stats live as it goes. It's so nice. And like if you have a tablet, it's even nicer because then you have it next to you and you can look at rosters easy. And I'm just, it's, it's not intuitive setting it up but the actual use of it is pretty intuitive. And like, I, they've put a lot of work into this. I was supposed to interview them last year, um, but I just never got back around to reaching out again. And then, of course, COVID and everything didn't have any need. Um, but yeah, it is great software, and the fact that like they could still make it a lot better. I mean... And I know that there was another company out there talking about creating a league software. And, you know, if, if it's as functional as this with, honestly, better documentation and better walkthroughs and how to set stuff up, it could see, you know, people switching over. Because that's the only downside to this so far is trying to set it up made no sense. No. Um, so Steve did not play a game <clears throat> on saturday right so that just left me and steve left open to you know i was the odd man out knowing that steve was going to leave saturday and i told steve no big deal if i end up being the odd man out i'll just play you sunday so we got together we played a game of the nifton grad privateers the old world alliance team all named after like you know pete nifton of course is like a character he's like the coach and a lot of his friends and stuff that hang out at the organ grinder uh little pub near him uh, we have, I've consulted Pete to get some of these team names for some of these <laughs> characters and like nicknames of people at the bar and stuff. So they're all kind of themey or characters that maybe Pete has created. Yeah. Um, in his you know time illustrating Blood Bowl. And I played against Steve's Asphalt Scorchers, the Amazons, which. Uh, yeah, I just kind of, I didn't know what to play. So I just saw the Amazons sitting over there and I'm like, I haven't played the Amazons in a while and I've been wanting to. 
And I'm like, I'm gonna get my ass beat because they're Amazons. And sure yeah, he enough, went three to nothing. Well, yeah, but after signing up, then I saw a dwarf team, another dwarf team, and a chaos dwarf team. Yeah, like, I wonder oh, if Lord. it's your fault that somebody saw the those Amazons and they said, No, 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 no. Probably. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh Scott and I play and I'm getting bad. I'm getting injuries on his dwarves. And uh yeah, I did end yeah. up winning three nothing. Yeah, Steve got a bunch of casualties to the dwarves, not the halflings. No, not the halflings at all. Um, he strength busted my troll slayer, so immediately that guy's already been cut. And they're really so. Here's one downside to it: there's no record of that guy existing yeah. except in that one game stat because he got injured. So you can still see his number and his name. Yeah, but nowhere else does it show like. So like in Fumble, for example, if you have a dead player, you can go look at dead players this or is, a cut player. This is very this much a current state tracking software system. It doesn't care about past state. And that is one negative to this. And we'll probably see this reflected further on if we do multiple seasons is it doesn't keep track of people who've been on your team. So if they do die or you do cut them, they're just lost into the ether. Right. It wouldn't take so, anything just to add a you know another page or a column or whatever that just says deceased or cut or you know retired <clears throat> or drafted out or whatever. And from me and Steve's one game, he got two casualties against me, like earned casualties. Mm-hmm. I think the crowd also beat somebody up. Yeah. But he got two earned casualties against me. So if you go look at our overall stats, if you opened up the tour play software and you click on the match report, you will see that he earned two casualties against me. But I think where it says injuries against, if you look at our numbers, I got one casualty against Steve. So Steve should have, no, I should have two against me because I had two injuries against me and one against Steve. If you look at those stats right now, you're going to see the score zero to three. You're going to see this, uh, the, oh, okay, here it is. Casualties favor. It yeah, says, it's right in the middle. It says two to one, but if you look at the bottom, injuries against, since I cut the guy that got injured, I believe that should say two people. Oh, yeah. Do you see what I'm saying, Steve? That's what you're saying, yeah. Since I cut the guy that had the strength bust that counted as an injury because he's no longer on my roster, the stat shows that we both had one casualty like one injury against well what was your other injury you had a badly uh, hurt and then i had minus strength and a badly hurt so badly hurts don't count that's what it is maybe that's it but i wonder if me cutting the guy changed that i don't think so you don't think so no i think it's just badly hurts only count okay then maybe not because somebody through me talking to people said something about like if you cut a guy yeah. or if you change a stat maybe after the game's been reported it doesn't reflect in the overall stats or something. So looking at I'm, the Crimson Mountain Stoutbeards dwarf team against the Cragged Dorn Battle Ragers dwarf team. Okay. Um, two to one casualties for the Stoutbeards shows one injury against them and no injuries against the other team. If we come down here, miss next game, badly hurt, badly hurt. So, so badly hurts do them. not count. Actual injuries count okay. because okay. it's just out of the game. 
Okay, that's fine. Yeah. I was just wondering if we found one of those little glitches nope. because I cut a guy. Doesn't look like it. Okay. Well, let's see. We just learned something. So yeah. Anyways, this is our league. We're going to be using Tour Play. We will talk more about Tour Play. If you are interested, you can go to tourplay.net. Um, uh, we should just go ahead and put a link up to our league so people can see it. That's true. They can go in there and see it and see all our fluffy names and all that stuff. And if you're anywhere around the Oklahoma City area and want to play, let us know. Yeah. Um, that's all we got for this, unless you have something else. Uh, besides Steve crippling my team that I'm going to have to recover, you no, know, that was... three games before I get some more money. Well, it's it's no killing a whole bunch of Sorai, but it's good. <laughs> yeah, some things <laughs> never change. So uh, let me tell you something. Playing Amazon's early when you have zero tackle and only two guys with block on your team. Yeah. Really suck. Yeah, and... but give it three games and I'll be dead. Yeah, we'll find out. I didn't earn my first stat in that game, though, until turn six. So yeah. I got everything on my side from, like, the back end of that game. Steve was dominating me hardcore. Thankfully. So, yeah, you got, like, 18-star player points that game. Yeah, it was badass, man. <clears throat> A lot of guys took the um, random skills, and they got some, they got, like, pile driver. One guy got a, Gary got a, uh, a slant lineman, got shadowing. And shadowing's not as good as it used to be, at least from what I can tell. Yeah. Um, did you buy any skills, or did you random? Um, I took a block on someone. Well, I was going to it... randomize, but if I can, I'm just going to take block. Right. All right. Of course you are. Why would you not just have a bunch of blodgers? It's a catcher. I mean, come on. They got to have block. Get out of here. You're playing crutches. Yeah, but I mean... It's worth it. <laughs> I, yeah, well, well, I, I took also Amazon's. I I liked the idea also because I want to build up my thrower and actually see the new skills in action and okay. see if the passing game can be good if you focus on it. We shall see. Okay. Well, um, other than that, that's all I have for you all on okay. this league stuff unless Steve has something else. No. Now we'll come back with some shout outs and then we'll be done. All right. Final time, final segment, final word from Scott. Shout outs! God, it's, yeah. So bad. It is. And the system is just stopping you now. That's okay. My voice is shot. Yeah, we can tell. We've been screaming the whole episode for whatever reason. Well, I think I've become that old man that I can't hear myself, so I just talk louder mm -hmm. because yeah. my hearing is getting bad. Makes sense. <clears throat> so speaking of shout-outs, uh, I mean, chiefly, we want to thank everyone who involved in running the tournament that we went to. It went well. Uh, Shout-out to everyone we played against and saw. It's nice seeing everybody. Um, everyone at the Me. league. I mean, Evolution Games had yeah. clean bathrooms, and hats off to the Blood Bowl guys and everyone in there. And never that I saw, there was no pee on the ground. So mm -hmm. good job. That's always nice. Um, um, any other ones that you have? I just want to let everybody know because there is a few listeners and just a few 
that actually care about the Downey Awards, which is our Blood Bowl Awards from the previous year where we talk about like, you know, maybe favorite theme, favorite this, favorite mm-hmm. game, this and that. We went to two events last year and um, we went to an event that had those three rounds with no skills. And then we had another tournament that we held. So we just decided to not do the Downies this year, not even as a joke segment and just tell you here that, Hopefully we're going to be at a lot more tournaments this year and we'll have the downies next year in January. So it gives you something to look forward to. It'd be nice. Uh, thanks to drew for tagging along with us at the last second on a tournament and letting us hang out his place. Yes, definitely. Thanks for letting us stay at Casa de Drew, even though like he's still unpacking from his big move from Iowa, but we really appreciate that. I missed the basement, but his new house is awesome. Yeah, I'm torn because I have so many memories of the old house, but his new house is very, very awesome mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I did teach a guy. I, I'm going to give him a shout out, even though he'll probably never listen. Uh, shout out to uh, Drew Duty, who I taught to play some Blood Bowl, played one game, um, taught him up at the store. He thought about joining the league. If I have uh, if I have a prediction, Blood Bowl is not for him, even though he kicked my butt <laughs> in the Blood Bowl game two to nothing um he really thought blood bowl was about a 45 minute game uh, yeah. he comes from a lot of um you know magic the gathering flesh and blood type games and he was like i didn't have no idea that you guys play for two to three hours that's the hardest part about the game is getting people to commit to that time yeah it's just like and how when do you practice how do you do this and that it's like yeah you can sit down and play practice for a tournament in magic and play you know six games in two hours where in mm-hmm. blood bowl you play maybe one yeah, and that's something we'd never practice for a tournament. I kind of did for the World Cup just by taking that team that year to different tournaments, but, you know. Um, yeah. But, yeah, during our game, I could talk to him some, too, because he's working the store. And yeah, I mean, we he can, likes we the idea of it, but... He, he, he loves the models, he loves the idea, he likes role-playing games. Mm-hmm. But it's the time commitment. It's the time commitment, and that's the hardest... I think that is the hardest sell with blood bowl i know the dice are cruel i know you can end your turn early mm-hmm. but man the hardest sell when you have other gamers especially coming from like uh, trading card games it's a it's a hard sell for those guys but we'll keep working on them we'll yeah. see if we can make him into a blood bowler um you want to pop the blood bowl tournament coming up in march steve which one's that uh that'd be oklahoma bowl spiky cup i haven't really heard of it but yeah it is coming up oklahomabowl.com is updated uh, rules are up there. Had a little issue with enough, not stuff not getting updated, but got it figured out. Brock helped. Um, and we're good to go. As of right now, everything's good to go. We just got to get some dice made and maybe some pitches. We haven't exactly decided. We don't really know. Okay. Um, well, but, you have time to sign up now. Yeah. As of this moment, there is 50 days, 7 hours, 6 minutes, <laughs> and... 37 seconds until the chaos kicks off at Oklahoma Bowl weekend number 10. And if you would like to find out how much time is left, you can go to OklahomaBowl.com. <laughs> right. Uh, did want to give us those it... rosters early because yeah. we are going to stumble through that. God, sure. that's going to be horrible this year. <laughs> it is because we. <laughs> what do you mean, mummies? <laughs> to take block is a secondary skill. It's 40,000. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of that going on. Yeah. I want to give a shout out again to Joe Smith with his uh, Etsy store, the Windmilled Games. 
You can still get 10% off using both down 10 on that. Uh, he's done some stuff for us. He might do some stuff for us again in the future. So I just wanted to say that. Moon Webster has emailed in with some uh, additional, when you're talking about Dungeon Bowl League, they brought, wrote up some rules. So we got to look over that and maybe implement some of those in a league coming up in the future. We never know. And then David Norcross was nice enough to write in and tell us that he was enjoying the show. He is, um, let's see, I know he's backlogged, but he didn't say how long, but he's catching up and he was talking about how uh, he's listening to 2018 podcasts about how excited we were about the 10th one coming up in 2021 and all of our excitement. And he's like, kind of sucks that, you know, I'm getting to go to Oklahoma Bowl 10, but, you know, it's not going to be this crazy tournament and i completely understand i go well yeah it does suck but i guess you know nuffle's sacred number is. is 11 so who knows it's gonna still be a blast it's gonna yeah. be fun um i think that's one thing kind of learning is you know going to this event at the last second and it made it just like i was just kind of happy to be there and mm-hmm. that's a good thing so uh, Oklahoma Bowl weekend, whether it's the tenth one that we're going to celebrate really big or the eleventh one, I don't think that really matters. I think, I think when it really comes down to it, <laughs> I don't think anybody really comes to get cool dice or fields or no. any of that junk. There's probably a few people that might like it, but I don't know if anybody's like, I ain't coming unless I get these dice or this or that. So yeah. it is what it is. I don't. And, and again, I don't think anything's going to top having Pete Nifton, the Swedes, and all that stuff we gave away that year. That was kind of a. Oh, uh, that was uh, that was kind of our apex moment yeah. for sure. Maybe we can, get, but who knows? I'd love to get Pete back over here. I think he would love to come back to Oklahoma Bowl too. But yeah, I mean, with everything going on in the world, it's just not going to happen this year for sure. So. Right. Uh, last shout out is of course to Pete Nifton, who we just mentioned. Um, I know he's probably not listening, but if he is listening, we love you, buddy. Um, I'm sorry you're going through the broken hip and all that stuff. And, um, you know, listen just, to I your doctors, part, do the rehab. I, <laughs> yeah. Just keep following through, through things. And you have a whole bunch of your blood bowl family, your friends who I consider myself a member of both of those are, are rooting for you and we're always here for you. So, uh, keep on pushing on and, you know, he just rolled a one going for it or yep. rushing as it's called <laughs> now. And I'm really trying to say the proper terms and I'm not, no. not doing well <laughs> no it's always go for it screw that yeah so. i'll I'll follow the rules but that's still going to be a go for it <laughs> i'm gonna rush a, it no not it, gonna it's rush still it. a sprint to me like i'm sprinting i'm what? fine with that you yeah. don't have the sprint skill uh i mean go for it <laughs> what i mean rush i'm gonna rush oh okay so okay i have nothing else to say um anyways enjoy the podcast order your spike magazine spike almanac Come to Oklahoma Bowl so we can see and hang out. And um, that's all I have to say. Yep. And we shall see you next month. Goodbye. You can follow Both Down on Twitter at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Real Scott Prime. And Steve at Kilowog2814. If you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcasts at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown. Welcome to episode... Ah, shit. Yep. Yep, you're ready. (laughs) 
Kind of. I mean, kind of, but kind of not. Yeah. I mean, it's just life. Start over? Yep. One second. into the future. She will enter a world where machines rule the earth. Mankind has been driven underground. And Cleopatra is about to discover there's no place like home. 